0: Chapter Seven of the Storybook of Science. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Storybook of Science by Jean Henri Fabre, translated by Florence Bicknell. Chapter Seven: A Numerous Family. A plant louse, we will suppose, resumed Uncle Paul, has just established itself on the tender shoot of a rose bush. It is alone, all alone. A few days after, young plant lice surround it. They are its sons. How many are there? Ten, twenty, a hundred? Let us say ten. Is that enough to assure the preservation of the species? Don't laugh at my question. I know well that if the plant lice were missing from the rose bushes, the order of things would not be sensibly changed the ants would be the most to be pitied said emile the round earth would continue to turn just the same even when the last plant louse was dying on its leaf but it is not in truth an idle question to ask if ten plant lice suffice to preserve the race for science has no higher object than the quest of providential means for maintaining everything in a just measure of prosperity well ten plant lice coming from one would be far too many if we did not have to take account of destructive agencies one replacing one the population remains the same ten replacing one in a short time the number increases beyond all possible limits think of the dervish's grain of wheat doubled sixty-four times so that it becomes a bed of wheat of a finger's depth over the whole earth what would it be if it had been multiplied 10 times instead of doubled, in like manner after a few years the descendants of a first plant louse continually multiplied tenfold would be in straitened circumstances in this world but there is the great reaper death which puts an invincible obstacle to overcrowding counterbalances life in its ever-growing fecundity and in partnership with it keeps all things in a perpetual youth on a rose-bush apparently most peaceful there is death every minute but the small the humble and weak are the habitual pasture the daily bread of the large eaters to how many dangers is not the plant louse exposed so tiny so weak and without any means of defense no sooner does a little bird hardly out of a shell discover with its piercing eyes a spot haunted by the plant lice Then merely as an appetizer it will swallow hundreds and if a worm far more rapacious, a horrible worm Expressly created and put into the world to eat you alive joins in Ah my poor plant lice may God the good God of little creatures protect you for your race is indeed in peril This devourer is of a delicate green with a white stripe on its back. It is tapering in front swollen at the back When it doubles itself up it takes the shape of a teardrop they call it the ants lion because of the ravages it makes in the stupid herd it establishes itself among them with its pointed mouth it seizes one the biggest the plumpest it sucks it and throws away the skin which is too hard for it its pointed head is lowered again a second plant louse seized raised from the leaf and sucked then another and another a twentieth a hundred the foolish herd whose ranks are thinning do not even seem to perceive what is going on the trapped plant-louse kicks between the lion's fangs the others as if nothing were happening continue to feed peacefully it would take a good deal more than that to spoil their appetite they eat while they are waiting to be eaten the lion has had enough he squats amidst the herd to digest at his ease but digestion is soon over and already the greedy worm has its eye on those that he will soon crunch after two weeks of continual feasting after having browsed as it were on whole herds of plant lice the worm turns into an elegant little dragonfly with eyes as bright as gold and known as the Himerobius. is that all oh no here is the ladybug the good god's bug it is round and red with black spots It is very pleasing it has an innocent air who would take it also to be a devourer filling its stomach with plant lice look at it closely on the rose bush and you will see it at its ferocious feasting it is very pretty and innocent looking but it is a glutton there is no denying the fact so fond is it of plant lice is that all oh no those poor plant lice are manna the regular diet of all sorts of ravagers young birds eat them the hemerobius eats them ladybugs eat them gluttons of all kinds eat them and still there are always plant-lice ah that is where in the fight between fecundity which repairs and the rough battle of life which destroys the weak excel by opposing legions and legions to the chances of annihilation in vain the devourers come from all sides and pounce upon their prey The devoured survive by sacrificing a million to preserve one the weaker they are the more fruitful they are the herring cod and sardine are given over as pasturage for the devourers of the sea earth and sky when they undertake long voyages to graze in favorable spots their extermination is imminent the hungry ones of the sea surround the school of fish The famished ones of the sky hover over their route those of the earth await them on the shore Man hastens to lend a strong hand to the killing and to take his share of the seafood He equips fleets goes to the fish with naval armies in which all nations are represented He dries in the Sun salts smokes packs But there is no perceptible diminution in the supply for him the weak are infinite in number one cod lays nine million eggs. Where are the devourers that will see the end of such a family? Nine million eggs, exclaimed Emile. Is that a great many? Well, just to count them one by one would take nearly a year of ten working hours each day. Whoever counted them had lots of patience, was Emile's comment they are not counted replied uncle paul they are weighed which is quickly done and from the weight the number is deduced like the cod in the sea the plant lice are exposed on their rose bushes and alders to numerous chances of destruction i have told you that they are the daily bread of a multitude of eaters so to increase their legions they have rapid means that are not found in other insects instead of laying eggs which are very slow in developing they bring forth living plant lice which all absolutely all in two weeks have obtained their growth and begin to produce another generation this is repeated all through the season that is to say at least half the year so that the number of generations succeeding one another during this period cannot be less than a dozen let us say that one plant louse produces ten which is certainly below the actual number Each of these ten plant lice, born by the first one, bears ten more, making one hundred in all. Each of these hundred bears ten, in all one thousand, each of the thousand bears ten, in all ten thousand, and so on, multiplying always by ten, eleven times. Here is the same calculation as the dervish's grain of wheat, which grew with such astonishing rapidity when they multiplied it by two for the family of plant lice the increase is much more rapid as the multiplication is made by ten it is true that the calculation stops at the twelfth instead of going on to the sixty-fourth no matter the result would stupefy you it is equal to a hundred thousand millions to count a cod's eggs one by one would take nearly a year to count the descendants of one plant louse for six months would take ten thousand years where are the devourers that would see the end of the miserable louse guess how much space these plant lice would cover as closely packed as they are on the alder branch perhaps as large a place as our garden suggested claire more than that the garden is a hundred meters long and the same in width well the family of that one plant louse would cover a surface ten times larger that is to say ten hectares what do you say to that is it not necessary that the young birds little ladybugs and the dragonfly with the golden eyes should work hard in the extermination of the louse which if unhindered would in a few years overrun the world in spite of the hungry ones which devour them the plant lice seriously alarm mankind winged plant lice have been seen flying in clouds thick enough to obscure the daylight Their black legions went from one canton to another alighted on the fruit trees and ravaged them Ah when God wishes to try us the elements are not always unchained He sends against us in our pride the paltriest of creatures The invisible mower the feeble plant louse comes and man is filled with fear for the good things of the earth are in great peril man so powerful can do nothing against these little creatures, invincible in their multitude. Uncle Paul finished the story of the ants and their cows. Several times since, Emile, Jules, and Claire have talked of the prodigious families of the plant louse and the cod, but rather lost themselves in the millions and thousand millions. Their uncle was right. His stories interested them much more than Mother Ambrosine's tales. End of chapter 7